0: One, two, there we are. Good morning. Mark Peterson is my name. I'll add my welcome to Jack's welcome. It's fantastic to have you here, especially if you're visiting us this morning at Trinity Church, Victor Harbour. It's wonderful to have you here on Good Friday with us. This service is a little bit different from the sorts of services we normally run on a Sunday. It's intended really to be a time of, of reflection Personal and corporate reflection. I guess, in a way, the service is like a, a devotional that we'll do together. It'll be a series of readings and prayers and songs. We won't actually have a sermon or message. It's the idea is that you get the opportunity to hear these words, uh, the words of the of the gospel account, primarily from John. There'll be a couple of other Bible readings, uh, but the idea is that we hear the story of what happened to Jesus on that day. We, we watch our Savior as he encounters this great injustice against him, uh, but willingly and lovingly goes to the cross on our behalf. And so the, I want to invite you to, uh, I guess, to calm your spirit this morning, to uh, open your minds and your hearts to what the Lord has to say to us through his word. And also to, to pray together, uh, we'll be led in prayers at various points, um, but to pray in your heart, uh, a prayer of response and, and thanks to God for all of the things that he's done for us. You can find the readings are all on the, in the booklet, and so you, of course you can take those home and you can reflect on them again over the course of the Easter weekend and beyond. And uh, there's also uh, contact details for us on the back as well. Well, without any further ado, I'd like to encourage uh, Jacob, invite Jacob to come up the front. We'll just basically go through from one item to the next. Uh, There'll be instructions on the screens to when to stand and sit and just uh, participate. It's great to have you with us this morning. Thank you, Jacob.
1: Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10 to chapter 13. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. On that day the weeping in Jerusalem will be as great as the weeping of Hadad-Rimon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn, each clan by itself, with their wives by themselves, the clan of the house of David and their wives, the clan of the house of Nathan and their wives, the clan of the house of Levi and their wives, the clan of Shimei and their wives, and all the rest of the clans and their wives. On that day a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity.
2: John chapter 18, starting at verse 1. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now, Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers, with its commander and the Jewish officials, arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought Peter in. "'You aren't one of that man's disciples too, are you?' she asked Peter. He replied, "'I am not.' It was cold and the servants and officials stood around the fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Meanwhile. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple, where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest, he demanded? If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again Peter denied it, and at that moment a rooster began to crow.
3: Let's pray together. Dear Father, we thank you that John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, has given us such a detailed record of what happened that night in the olive grove. Thank you that we know Jesus had spent much time in prayer with you in preparation for the ordeal ahead he had determined that he would drink the cup the Father had given him. We can see that Jesus was strengthened by you to handle his arrest his way. His authority is evident. When he identified himself, I am he, the soldiers drew back and fell to the ground. His disciples were not arrested with Jesus, but released as it was the Father's will, they not be lost. But Lord, we see how the chief priests, officials and Pharisees hated Jesus without reason. Today many still hate you, Jesus, without reason, delighting to mock you, put you down, swearing in your name, blaspheming, Yet what we see is you in your strong love surrendering to the wickedness, the evil powers and sin of this fallen world. Please forgive us for our rebellion toward you, for our failing to be faithful to you. We are tempted to take the easy way when tempted as Peter did. If we are honest... We can see our weaknesses. We need you every hour, most gracious Lord. You are our saviour. But you had first to go to the cross to endure the judgement we should face. Thank you for suffering so much for us.
1: Several times throughout the service this morning there will be opportunities to uh, sit and uh, quietly reflect on what we've just heard. So would you take the opportunity now to uh, think and reflect through uh, the Bible passage that we've just read. We'll continue singing together shortly.
4: John eighteen twenty seven to forty. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. But now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked. What charge are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would have not handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourself and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfil what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside to the palace, summoned Jesus and asked, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born to come into the world is to testify the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With with this he went out again to the Jews, gathered there and said, "I I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner. But at the time of the Passover, do you want me to release the King of the Jews? They shouted back, "No, not him! Give us Barabbas." Now Barabbas has taken part in an uprising.
5: Shall we pray? (coughs) Lord Jesus, you came to bear witness to the truth and you said to your disciples, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Help us to hear your voice and so show that we, are of the truth and help us to bear witness to you who are the truth God's Son, Saviour and King Father, one man then was set free and Jesus was put to death but truly one has died for all Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. And so we praise and thank you, Father, for your self-giving, costly, great love, and Lord Jesus, for your grace and mercy.
4: John 19, verse 1 to 16. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and then went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify, crucify. But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid and he went back inside the palace where did he come from he asked jesus but jesus gave him no answer do you refi- do you refuse to speak to me pilate said don't you realize i have power to either free you or to crucify you jesus answered you would not have power over me if it were not handed if you were not given to you from above therefore the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin from then on Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be king opposes Caesar. When, Je- when Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramic is Gabbatha. It was, the de- it was the day of the preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asks. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answers. Finally, Pilate handed him over to to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus.
3: Dear Jesus, you were, are, and always will be the king of kings. Yet you submitted to the cruel mocking of the soldiers, humiliating you as the situation grew more unjust and evil. We see here that sin corrupts all people. Pilate knows that Jesus has done nothing wrong. He thinks he will satisfy the anger of the Jewish leaders by ordering Jesus to be flogged. But he underestimates their hatred of Jesus The Jews are not welcoming Jesus as the king promised by God, yet they are the ones Jesus came for. He came to his own, but they did not receive him. Jesus reminds Pilate that even Pilate's authority has been given by God. Pilate knows this is true. The pressure is on Pilate. He acts in self-preservation. As Roman governor of Judea, he does not want to lose favor with Caesar. The Jews commit blasphemy. We have no king but Caesar. What about us today? Who is our king? Jesus is the king God has given for the whole world. Thank you, our Father, that in the cross... You have made peace between you and us. Jesus, you have endured the Father's wrath, though you were without sin. You, Jesus, were pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on you and by your wounds we are healed. Thank you, our Father, for your mercy, love, and grace towards us.
2: John chapter 19 verse 17 Carrying his own cross he went out to the place of the skull which in Aramaic is called Golgotha There they crucified him and with him two others one on each side and Jesus in the middle Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross It read Jesus of Nazareth They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
5: Lord Jesus, you are King of the world. Having gone to the very bottom, bearing our sin and judgment, you are now at the very top. We worship you and we confess you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord Jesus, your suffering and sacrificial death for us was foretold in some detail by the prophets. We can see how this has been fulfilled and it gives us confidence in your word. Lord, you thought of others even when you were suffering deeply committing your mother into the future care of your disciple, John. Thank you for your example and help us to follow it in the circumstances of our families. Lord Jesus, you came to bring springs of living water to others at the cost of your own thirst You went through hell so that we could go at last to heaven, saved by your precious blood. For your grace and mercy, we praise you today. Lord Jesus, at three o'clock that afternoon, you cried, it is finished. You have done everything God wanted you to do finishing the work your father gave you to do the work of atonement the work of redeeming people the work of breaking Satan's power over people it is done completed, finished no one took your life from you but you laid it down of your own accord At three o'clock, all around Jerusalem that day, when hundreds of lambs were killed, you gave up your spirit as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so with all the company of heaven, we say worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. Merciful God, who gave your Son to suffer the shame of the cross, save us from hardness of heart, that seeing him who died for us, we may repent, confess our sin, and receive your overflowing love in Jesus Christ our Lord. O merciful God, you have made all people and have you hate nothing that you have made, nor desire the death of sinners, but rather they, that they should turn and live. Have mercy on all who have not known you or who deny the faith of Christ crucified. Take from them all ignorance, hardness of heart, and contempt of your word. And so fetch them home. Blessed Lord, (coughs) to your fold, that we may be one flock under one shepherd, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, One God, world without end. Amen.
1: John 19, verse 31. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath, because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may also may believe. These things happen so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another Scripture says, they will look on the other that they have pierced. Look on the one they have pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen, This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid. Because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there.
0: Please take a seat. <laughs> We've been well served this morning uh, by our readers and prayers, haven't we? And uh, what a what a great privilege it is to just sit and reflect on the Word of God. This extended passage. Of course, we are at the start of our Easter weekend, and and the, I guess the question is, what does it look like as we as we go out into our lives, whatever it is, some, some hopefully some sort of weekend off for you, uh, but isn't it amazing how the busyness of our lives and the sort of stuff that we've just been reading about, there's a real clash in so many ways. It's, it really is a, a tug of war between what we have seen in, in, in what Jesus has done here and I guess the busyness of, our, busyness of our lives, even if it is making a campfire or whatever it is we go and do when we're camping over the Easter weekend. Uh, it is... Um, I guess the, as you look at this this event, it's hard in a it's easy I should say in a way to think it's it's so sad and it's so um, uh, you know so unjust as we've been looking at in the sermons over the last couple of weeks. Um, Jesus is in control, but yet it is just this it is so so at odds with what we have in our in, in our regular lives. And yet our lives were spinning around in circles. We know that the world is in deep pain and desperately trying to come up with its own answers uh, to the human problem. What we've seen in these readings this morning is that God has provided us with his solution. Why else would Christ go to the cross? What other possible answer could there be for him doing this? Presumably there is a great, great need that humanity has and presumably our maker knows what that need is and has provided for our greatest need on this triumphant good friday of course we uh, will it's not all over this great act of god in in the world is in two parts over this one weekend and so i would like to invite you to come back on sunday and celebrate the fact that god vindicated his king you, you cannot put my king to death i'm going to raise him again to life uh, for eternity. So we're going to uh, celebrate that on Sunday morning. Jeff Lynn will be here to preach for us and uh, we'll, he'll be looking at the topic, um, imagine a world where death wins. So I invite you to come back on Sunday morning 10 o'clock in here. Uh, please join us, stick around for a little while, grab a cup of coffee, it would be wonderful to chat if you can stick around. This wonderful hymn, uh, it's Reflects on God as the creator, that we look with wonder at the creation, all the things that his hand has made, the stars and his power displayed throughout the universe. We we look at his provision, that, the, that God just watches over us and looks looks after us. And then verse three, we think about his son who he didn't spare that on the cross he gladly bore my burden and he bled and died to take away my sin. And so when we hear those words, we stand and our soul sings to God that you are my saviour and how great thou art. So now I invite you to stand and let's sing that together.